Welcome back to the Make Time for Success podcast. This is episode number 103. I've noticed that many of my recent clients have noted that they are interested in doing some sort of career shift. They're interested in changing jobs, finding a remote working situation, or exploring a totally different career field. And I've noticed in the past that until the person who's seeking a job becomes confident that they will actually be okay, the actual job search process doesn't really go very far or go very quickly. My special guest today, Julian Canita, is here to share a lot of stories with us, including many about how he was able to create a satisfying career for himself, despite not at first believing that there are many opportunities available to him. His story is one with multiple happy endings, and he shares with us many life and career search lessons inside this episode. Julian is a Facebook ads coach who helps online entrepreneurs make meaningful connections on social media so that they can joyfully attract their aligned clients with ease. His vision is just like mine. It's to live in a world filled with joyful expression and limitless possibilities. Apart from teaching Facebook ads, Julian is also an ICF certified executive coach, a transformational life coach, a human design reader, a podcaster, an author, a DJ, a husband, and a father. And I will add to that list. He's a wonderful human being and podcast guest. Let's go listen to this episode now. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Lee, and I'm a psychologist and a procrastination coach. I've helped thousands of people move past procrastination and overwhelm so they could begin working to their potential. In this podcast, you're going to learn powerful strategies for getting your mind, body, and energy to work together so that you can focus on what's really important and accomplish the goals you want to achieve. When you start living within your full power, you're going to see how being productive can be easy and how you can create success on demand. Welcome to the Make Time for Success podcast. Hello, my friends. You are in for a treat today. I have my good friend and colleague and mentor, Julian Kanita, here today with me on the podcast. Julian is a Facebook ads strategist and mentor. And for me, he's so much more than that. He is a genuine soul. He is, I think, an extrovert, if I'm not (laughs) mistaken. He's great with people. And I've learned a lot just from being in his circle, in the same circle as he runs in the entrepreneurial space. So welcome to the show, Julian. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) So Julian, could you start us off by describing just what you think we should know about you just to start. Um, yeah, again, thank you for, for having me. My name is Julian. I am a Facebook ad strategist and coach from the Philippines. Um, and I'm a father um, of two kids. I'm a husband. Um, and yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, uh, mostly doing Facebook ads. I also work as an ICF certified executive coach for business leaders, being able to support them that way as well. And yeah, we're all about growth, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs in all aspects of their life, not just in sales, not just in business, but even in their lives as well. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to digging 
into your different areas of interest and expertise on this episode. Can you tell us, were you always an entrepreneur? Did you start out as an entrepreneur? Um, No, definitely not. I grew up thinking that it's important for me to understand what my degree would be um, because that would be a life-changing moment. Whatever I choose my degree, I would graduate from that and that will be my career forever. Um, Funnily enough, the degree that I chose when I went into um, college was interior design. It was just something I was interested in. Um, My original original degree I applied for, I did not pass. Um, So that's where I ended up. And then after one year, I switched to um, hotel and restaurant management. And I love that. I love being able to prepare like meals, even though I wasn't good at cooking, but particularly preparing drinks. I love drinking. I love being social. You mentioned me being an extrovert. I laugh because um, I really see myself as an introvert, but I do love um, connecting with people, especially over drinks. So that was fun. Um, fun fact about me, I actually represented my school in a national cocktail mixing um, competition. And I was one among the the four winners of that contest. So um, that's fantastic. I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people do. Uh, something I, I, I just remembered recently. I was a teenager then. And upon graduating, my belief was that m- the rest of my career, I was going to be a hotels person. Um, took me about a year to get a job in a hotel. And again, I had that belief that this was going to be my career forever. I was going to live and die in a hotel because I didn't know anything else. So yeah, um, entrepreneurship was not in the horizon at all for me. None of my parents or my my relatives were entrepreneurs. Um, All of them were employees, all thriving in their careers. So really, entrepreneurship was very, very far from what I knew and what even I wanted. I never aspired to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was even scared to be one. (laughs) Um, There was that belief that to be an entrepreneur, you need to have lots of connections and lots of capital and all of these different things that I didn't have. So, you know, growing up, I just felt that it wasn't in the cards for me. So, um, 20 years ago, version of me would be surprised now. (laughs) Okay. So what happened to have you go over that bridge into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Um, So um, I was growing my career in the hotel industry. Um, I was promoted to supervisor of the reservations team. And then in 2015, it was time for me to get married. And my wife during that time, so she's, um, she's from the Philippines as well. But during that time, she was working as an expatriate in Malaysia. And when we got married, I moved to be with her. So we moved to Penang, Malaysia. And again, because I had that idea that I'd be in the hotel forever, my first instinct was to look for a hotel job there. Unfortunately, it was difficult for me. Um, What happened was um, there were um, a couple of hotels. Out of the many ones that I applied, there were a couple of hotels which agreed to interview me. But the main problem they had was that because I was a foreigner, they needed to apply for a work visa for me. And it cost around $2,000 to apply for that. And that's not even a guarantee that I would be given the work visa. On top of that, um, they would need to defend to immigration that they couldn't get the talent in the country because that's why they're, they're hiring a foreigner. And my job wasn't necessarily skilled I was taking phone calls. I was doing emails, (laughs) um, which wasn't um, really like a a highly skilled job. 
So um, the two people that interviewed me and two companies that interviewed me didn't want to take that risk. So no one wanted to hire me. So that was that was um, me for around three months. And then one of my friends, or one of the friends of my wife, who was um, living there as well, lent me a book. It was the $100 Startup. It was a short book. And I actually could not remember the contents of that book. But I remember what that opened up for me, which was that it was possible. I mentioned earlier, my biggest belief was that I needed a lot of money to start a business. I even remember like my 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 parents helping helping me out, knowing that I didn't have any job, asking me, let me pool money together from your uncles and aunts, um, and let's maybe start a restaurant or something. So that was my career path. But I remember in that book realizing that I could bootstrap it. There were options for me to be able to be an entrepreneur and and really bootstrap it. So I experimented, experimented a lot of different things. In the place where we were living, it was an island um where it was difficult to to search online for where to eat, but there were lots of good places to eat. So I decided to to create a website where people can search for food and then decide where they want to eat. And then um, I learned things like um, social media marketing, like Facebook ads, Google ads, to be able to bring traffic to that website. But the thing was, um, because I didn't know how to like make an offer or, or how to make it irresistible, um, I just had this idea and I was, I was selling it. I was door, I was going door to door to restaurants, um, getting people to, hey, sign up for my website, sign up for my website. Um, but that didn't pan out to anything. That was around two months of us trying it out, two to three months. And then um, I said, I don't know if this is working. Um, I wasn't earning anything. So let me try something. Let me go um, uh, from before I heard of people talking about like being a virtual assistant or being a freelancer. So I went to this um, this website. It was called Upwork. Um, I used to have a profile there, so I checked it out. And that's when I discovered that there were people who were hiring others to do social media work. I didn't even realize that that was a thing. But this was a skill that I developed over the past couple of months. So I got hired by an agency who um, got me to do Google, Google ads and Facebook ads for their clients. I knew a little about it, so I was confident that I can help you with that. But I was learning along the way as well. And that's really where it all started for me. Um, really, really, see this something I do. I left that, that business and then went full on with Facebook ads. Really um, learned how to use Facebook ads. Learned how to do marketing, marketing strategy. Um, I was actually blessed that the agency I worked with, they just got the client and threw it at me. So it was like um, you know um, throwing someone in the water and then expecting them to just learn how to swim. That was hard at the moment, but um, I was grateful for that opportunity because I learned not just how to do ads, but really how to strategize despite whatever industry. So that was for two years. And then I went back to the Philippines in 2017. And then I realized that it was very, very young. Facebook ads was very, very young in the Philippines. So I started to put myself out there. Um, and then, you know, just really, it was from then that it really became a business. It got started getting more clients. Um, I started getting um, invitations to do workshops and talks. And five years later, um, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. And I am thinking how many different things you experimented with along the way after having the belief that once you make a choice for your career, it's permanent. It's your identity almost that it's something yes. that you don't leave. So it sounds like the the love of your life and moving to Malaysia was a wonderful opening up of your sense of what was out there for you. Yes. 
for sure. Yes. Yes. Now, were there setbacks along the way and how did you overcome them? Of course. Um, of course there was. Um, it was very challenging because you know, it was completely um it was a completely different thing. I didn't know anything about about like being things like getting clients, right? Or putting myself out there. Um I didn't even like sales um back in my job. I would take on calls and if someone on the call would say no, I would say, Okay, bye. <laughs> right? Um I wasn't trained <laughs> to, to really sell. Um so it was hard, uh definitely. But I think one of the big things that that shifted for me, it's it's interesting you mentioned identity, was that there was this one time where I was out with my wife, um, and then it was a small restaurant, it was a small bar, so um, we had strangers sit next to us. So the stranger beside me was trying to small talk me and asking, um, you know, he's asking, hey, hey man, what do you do? Um, and I remember at that point, I didn't have any paying clients yet. So I couldn't say that I was an entrepreneur. So I remember saying that I just stay at home. And um, my wife caught that. And then she she talked to me about it the next day, um, asking me why I said that. I said that I didn't have any clients yet, so I'm not an entrepreneur. Um, and then that's when she um, helped me realize that, no, you are an entrepreneur. You just haven't made any sales yet. But that was, um, to your point about identity, that was when it shifted for me that I can be this person. I am this person. I can choose to be this person, even though I, I haven't been before, even though I don't have any sales yet. And that's when it all came a bit natural to me that, yes, I am an entrepreneur. So therefore, what would I do? And then I think that's for the first time, that's when the scrappiness, uh, uh, the scrappy side of me really wanted to make it work. That's when I did door-to-door sales. That's when I reached out to my cousin to ask for help. That's when I um, looked for social media jobs. Um, that's when I learned uh, on my own without having to take paid courses, how to do Facebook ads, watching all the YouTube videos, taking all the what, reading all the free blogs, taking the time to really dive in to, to make it happen. Because I think it was just realizing that if I didn't change anything, nothing was going to change. You know, mm-hmm. um, so even though mm-hmm. I was never that type of person to do marketing, to do sales, um, I, I I chose to learn it to basically get over um, what I was experiencing. And again, of course, along the way there were some certain hurdles, but I would always go back to that: who would I need to be, and what would I need to do to get over this thing, so that you know I could I could get past it and move forward. Um, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. It sounds like your wife is awesome (laughs) (laughs) and that she helped you also to unlock your potential that you then realize, wow, it only then takes a few more steps before I can actually occupy the new identity that I might not be familiar with. And I just wanted to stop here and have our listeners have that sink in really that if you feel like you're dissatisfied with your current situation, your current way that you see yourself, your current income level or your career choice, that there are so many different options for just the basic next step of exploration of what could be next. But the thing that has to come first is you have to believe that it's all possible for you. That if you think you're locked out or you think that it's the wrong time, you're too old, it's too late, you're too something, then it will be blocked to you. So One of the reasons I asked Julian to come on the show is because I see him as someone who has unlocked so much for himself, but now also helps in such a ripple effect kind of way. He helps other people to unlock possibilities for themselves 
as well. So I'm sorry I miscategorized you as an extrovert, but I no, see no, you no. helping so many people. Thank you. Uh, so no problem. Thank you. Could you describe to us some personal practices that you might use to keep your own vibration or enthusiasm high, especially when you're feeling busy or feeling like, wow, this is new territory for me? Um, yeah, I think for me, one of the things is just being mindful of where I put my um, attention. Um, so when things like I feel overwhelmed, then it, usually when I feel overwhelmed, I look at or when I feel down or when I, when I, when I feel certain feelings that don't necessarily help me um, do what I need to do. It, it's being conscious of catching myself and realizing that I'm likely feeling this way because I'm putting my attention somewhere that doesn't support me. So for example, if I feel overwhelmed, um, realize putting my attention in towards all of the things that I expected myself to do. With that realization um, comes a choice wherein knowing this, do I still want to keep putting my attention here or you know, I can choose to move it somewhere? And that's really um, our power to choose to, to put our attention elsewhere. So my attention goes to what is the one thing I can do now? And I know it sounds like um, like it's something automatic. It's definitely not. It is still a conscious thing that, that I do. But you know, it, it takes practice. It definitely takes practice. Realizing that if I'm feeling um, worried about something or if I'm feeling anxious about something, um, just taking that that quick pause to acknowledge that first and then take a breath if I need to, and I usually need to, um, and then just realizing where am I putting my attention, whether or not it's true, um, do I still want to keep putting my attention there? Um, so I think that's one thing that has really been um, been helping me. So when things get hectic, we practice meditation as well. So we do we do meditate and that helps. That definitely helps. If our attention keeps going back to something that is not supporting us, then that usually is a sign that you know there's so many things going on. So taking that pause, that mindful pause, to take a breath or to take a break, um, whether that means just um, watching, taking a stroll, or hanging out with the kids, then yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> okay, beautiful advice. I would like to bookmark that as well, that you want to be aware of where you're putting your attention. And if that is not serving you, then how can you shift that quickly or take a pause so that your thoughts and feelings are supporting your goals or your current state of mind in a healthy way? What is your own theory, if you don't mind, of why our brains take us in the other direction so often? especially in entrepreneurship, but not only in entrepreneurship, of course. Um, hmm, what is my... Um, and when you say other direction, it's that it's... Would you say that it's a, you treat the, the negative thoughts? Um, yes. So the way I understand it, I think it's because um, it keeps us safe. It keeps us in our comfort zone. Um, I think fear, from how I understand it, it's like, I think there's a certain part of the brain that didn't really evolve when... Um, from caveman era, um, I don't know. I heard it. I heard this from a couple of different people. I didn't check any studies on that, but that's what I heard. <laughs> um, and that particular part of the brain is what tells cavemen to to be wary about, like whether there's a saber tooth tiger um, around, and then be careful. So it detects threats. And from what I understand, it it our body responds to it like with these feelings or our, our mind putting our attention on those types of um, things that. Um, that senses danger, even though it, it, there's there's really no danger. 
right? Um, I think another part, another part of the brain um, can't distinguish between um, what's real and not. So, so I think these there is that tendency for us to think negatively because it keeps us from doing something that we normally would not do, which is not which is outside of our comfort zone. And comfort zone tends to be equal safety. Yeah. So I think it, I think it's kind of around those trains of thought. <laughs> yes. Yes. What you said aligns with what I have understood and learned as well. I think that I'm just reflecting about myself that sometimes I have a way of ignoring danger, <laughs> which is an interesting <laughs> trait given how we're supposed to be wired. Yeah. But that can be helpful too, that sometimes I am inclined towards risk because I like having things be exciting and yeah. I like getting into new things. Sometimes I don't like finishing old things, cool. which sometimes is a problem. But I think we each want to evaluate how wedded to my comfort zone am I? And is it helpful to me to be in the comfort zone? I think sometimes we give the comfort zone a bad rap too much, that it can be really nice to have a very nice, comfortable life and you feel like everything is under control. But if you're feeling a sense of dissatisfaction, it may be that you're staying inside this zone a little too frequently and that you can actually expand like Julian has so bravely done in his life and with entrepreneurship. And there are entrepreneurial types like Julian and myself. And if you have that little inkling in your heart or in your mind, you may want to just try the next thing. Read the book, The $100 Startup, which is a good book. There are so many different books out there for people in all different areas, really, not just entrepreneurship, really about mindset, about productivity, about changing your life, about getting out of areas that have caused you to feel stuck because of trauma or because of early childhood influences that really Julian has showed us today that you can really weave a beautiful life from just what is within you, connecting yourself with the people around you and the opportunities that already exist. You don't have to create a brand new thing. It doesn't have to feel like you're being chased by a tiger. You can actually just gradually put one foot in front of the other and come out a very successful entrepreneur. Julian, can you describe for us your current business and what you do with clients and the groups of people that you mentor? Yeah. Um, so um, I do have certain as certain um different aspects of what I do number one I think it's it's um so I, um we, st- we still have an agency we do Facebook ads for um our clients we're taking on less clients now as compared to before um just to be able to support our existing set of clients and at the same time be able to give us time and energy for our, all of the other things that we still do we have a membership for um for Facebook ads and um, online marketing courses for Filipino entrepreneurs um, so that's that's um, ongoing. So we support um, Filipino entrepreneurs and teaching them how to do Facebook ads um, for their business as well. Um, and then we are in the works of um, so that's that's mostly in in English and Filipino. But we are also um, in the works of launching our international program, um, particularly for um, online course creators, um, how to do Facebook ads as well. Um, and then apart from all the Facebook ads work, um, I still do um, executive coaching work. So we support business leaders, um, CEOs to, to help them similar to, to the story about 
stepping into an, an identity, helping them step into the CEO role that their business needs them to be so that they can manifest their dream business and dream life. So we do one-on-one coaching with CEOs, COOs, and um, strategic planning for um, executive teams. So that's pretty exciting. That's, that's um, a lot of fun transformation that happens there. Interestingly enough, um, though it seems like two different offers, like Facebook ads and executive coaching, a lot of the executive coaching clients that I started out with were my Facebook ads clients. So it, it's very um, fun and interesting for us to, to see how we can support our clients that way. First, we'll get them more sales. And then when they're able to grow in, um, in their business in, in, in a big level, we support them in another way by training their team to, to really um, step into the leaders that they need them to be. So um, yeah, we do a lot of things. Um, can be exhausting at times, but it's definitely fulfilling as well. <laughs> okay, good. I have the impulse to ask you, what is the most surprising lesson or thing that you found out about yourself in the past 20 years? I guess and there are lots that comes to mind, but I think the strong, one of the strongest ones is that I never realized that I actually wanted to have a big impact and change the world in my own little way. I think this insight really came from, um, so back in around 2018 um, or 2019, I was working with one of my good friends and um, still my client up until today. Um, he basically, he is a coach here in the Philippines and he supports Filipinos to become freelancers. Um, so they can leave their corporate job so that they can spend more time with their families, have a better life. Um, so I've been, I've started with the corp, the, his core team when he started. Um, over the course of the first year when we had this program, um, we brought it to a thousand members. Um, so we were mainly doing Facebook ads. So I had that number. I, it, um, when we were going to do our one year report, I had that 1,000 something number ready to report. Um, this was in sales for the past year. And then the, the CEO, um, the, the coach, um, before we started that meeting said, um, I want to show you something. Then he showed in the screen that particular number, um, um, which is 1,000 something. And then he asked us, do you know what this number is? And I was ready to answer, like, that's our sales number for 2018. And then he stopped and said, this is the number of people whose lives we impacted over the past year. And that's when I realized that the work that I was doing wasn't just, you know, I was helping people get more sales and make them richer. Um, I realized that when I would look at Ads Manager, I would see one sale, 10 sales, 100 sales. It's no longer just a number to me. I realized that those are people whose lives are potentially changing. And that was the time when I actually shifted to focus mostly um, on working with coaches and course creators because being a product of coaching myself, I have seen the transformation of it um, in myself and in, in my family and my close friends. And I want to bring that to more people. And I never realized that I had that longing to, to, you know, yes, I want to be able to provide a good life for my family and run a thriving business, but then realizing that there is this part of me that wants to have that contribution as well. And you know, it was something that wasn't really there before. And yeah, I think it's just timing that it, it came at the right time because I started to put, again, my attention into something um, a bit deeper than just making money or growing a business it became about you know, supporting people and, and helping others. And I'm very, very grateful to be in a business that allows me to do what I, what I love to do um, and create that impact as well. I know not a lot of people have that 
Um, but I'm very, very grateful that I do. And if we're able to support other people to to be in that path as well, then um, I'd be super blessed to to help them do that as well. Well, thank you, Julian, for that beautiful response. You make me think that once you are comfortable with the idea that you have enough of a comfort zone that you can actually change the world and help the world. So thank you so much for being an example of one of those people. And thank you for being on the show today. Could you describe to us how our listeners can get in touch with you and or work with you? Yeah. So you can add me on Facebook. My name is Julian Kanita. You can also check me out on Instagram at ads for courses. It's the name of our program. It's the name of my podcast as well. Um, if you want to um, hear me nerd out about Facebook ads and marketing and all of those different stuff, um, please check out ads for courses over at um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Beautiful. And I know you have a free gift for our listeners as well. Can you describe that? Um, yeah. So if any of you are running ads, we do have a troubleshooting guide, um, you know, just to be able to to let you know if your ads are doing well, if it's not doing well, what specifically needs to change. So single share link for where you can um, download that. Um, but yeah, that's for free. And um, yeah, I'd love for you to download it if it's going to help you with um, your ads for the entrepreneurs out there. Terrific. So to get that free download from Julian, go to maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash ads, ADS. Okay. Again, it's maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com slash ads. Please give Julian a shout out. Let him know how much you loved this interview on social media, get connected with him. And Julian, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you, Christine, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, everyone. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you next Thursday when the next episode drops. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make Time for Success podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, you can subscribe to make sure you get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com for past episodes, show notes, and all the resources we mentioned on the show. Feel free to connect with me over on Instagram too. You can find me there under the name Procrastination Coach. Send me a DM and let me know what your thoughts are about the episodes you've been listening to. And let me know any topics that you might like me to talk about on the show. I'd love to hear all about how you're making time for success. Talk to you soon.